Live from the NextCast Phanthropological Institute, we kick off Season 5 as we get ready to rock and roll talking about Mega Man fans. Everybody and welcome back to the podcast that brings the fans eye view to you. It's Phanthropological. It's season five. It's the All Star season, and we are kicking it off by talking about fans of Mega Man. Here with me to do that thing are Nick Z, Mega High, <laughs> and Nick T. I am Mega Man. I'm blue. Well, I'm not really blue at all, so. Debbie Oh, <laughs> Ooh. the 90s all up in here. <laughs> That's right. You got 90s reference. Apparently they had a song on their album that was just them listing different games for PlayStation. <laughs> Wait, really? Yep. Uh, Eiffel 65 <laughs> song PlayStation. You know what? Don't worry about me. I'm just going <laughs> to quickly look this up. Oh, there is a Eiffel 65 PlayStation song. Well, man. Instant classic. Oof. No, definitely <laughs> not. I have never listened to it and donated. As long as the PlayStation games are good. All right. Well, <laughs> today, as G had mentioned, this is our all-star season where every episode is hand-picked fresh from the garden of fandoms that we know and love. Uh, well, <laughs> Locally sourced. Locally sourced. <laughs> They're very near and dear to our hearts in different ways. Um, sometimes nearer and dearer to each of us. Today's topic is selected by me. Because I'm a big fan of Mega Man, despite the fact that I realized I have no t-shirts or merch or anything of that sort. But that's okay. Shameful. Still still one of my favorites. (laughs) No fan shaming on the show. You might have a game or something. Oh, yeah. At least. Maybe that. I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about that. But what we'll talk about before we get to that (laughs) is we'll get some fandom facts. Because you might be wondering, what the heck is Mega Man? Who is H. John Mega Man? Well, you know, sometimes he runs a burger shop. Sometimes he's a spy. Sometimes he runs a convenience store. Man. You know, sometimes he's a can of mixed vegetables. <laughs> is he really? But Hot American Sun. Oh, I haven't seen that. Talking about things that I won't get. Uh... <laughs> sometimes he releases a jazz album. Oh, yeah. There's that too. <laughs> All right, let's dive right into the fandom facts. Get out of this tirade of segues so rockman also known as mega man outside of japan is a video game franchise created by akira kitamura and designed by keiji and afune and owned by capcom it was originally released for the nintendo entertainment system in 1987 Uh, the franchise has over 50 games on multiple systems and by march 2015 over 30 million copies of the different games have been sold worldwide. That's a lot. (laughs) That is a lot. Yeah. The original game follows the story of Rock, uh, an android created by Dr. Light and his assistant, Dr. Wily. Dr. Wily reprograms Dr. Light's robots uh, in an act of treachery, and Rock volunteers to defend the world from Wily's violent robotic threats. And there's a lot of jumping and shooting. That's what Mega Man does. Not going to get away without saying that. Mm -hmm. There are, however, other main series within the game's history. You may also know of Mega Man X, the slightly edgier game that came by around the time that a 10th game would have been released. Mega Man Legends, which 
is a 3D style of game with more exploratory elements. Uh, and Mega Man Battle Network, which is more of an action RPG. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and those are just a few of the different like lines of Mega Man games. In terms of when the fandom was most active and trends within the fandom, in terms of interest, looking at Google Trends, interest in Mega Man series of games has been on a steady decline <laughs> since 2004. Really? Yeah, really. Huh. Um, I mean, for reasons that I'll get into later, yeah. it's not that surprising. <laughs> The most popular point uh, in the history is probably around July 2004, which probably corresponds to the release of Mega Man X Command Mission. Hmm. I don't know if either of you have heard of that game. No, actually. No. Surprising, because when I did the research on the game, uh, I think it'd actually be up one of your alleys, because it is, for the first time ever, like a Mega Man turn-based RPG. Okay. In terms of the size of the fandom, it's always hard to estimate and even harder to estimate for a fandom that is not as active. The Mega Man subreddit has about 10,000 subscribers. Mighty Number no. 9, a game developed as a sort of spiritual successor to Mega Man and directed by longtime Mega Man director Keiji Inafune, has over 67,000 backers. And if you do the math, over 30 million copies of the various games have been sold worldwide. There are 131 Mega Man games. So if you just straight up math that, that's about 220,000 people who have bought a Mega Man game. It's huh, all right. For once, there was actually a really good example of famous fan works. Ooh. So there's Mega Maker, which I think was started last year, which is a fan game about creating your own Mega Man levels, much like uh, Mario Maker. There's Mega Man X Street Fighter, which is a fan game that puts Mega Man in the Mega Man 2 style in stages reminiscent of characters in Street Fighter 2 and featuring them as bosses. Wow. That is like a semi-official thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's a fan work that's kind of recognized. As I dug into the rabbit hole, I realized there's like actually a crap ton of examples. <laughs> there's another project, Mega Man 2.5D, where somebody took Mega Man and literally just put it in a different perspective and also added some new features to the game. Mm -hmm. There's Azura Striker Gunvolt, which is like a, a serious dig at, you know, the blue bomber, the Azura Striker. <laughs> Jeez. There is 20XDX, which is like a roguelike version of Mega Man X that was released in the last couple of years. In terms of non-games, there's like the Megas who make like two albums that are based off of Mega Man 2 and Mega Man 3. There's like songs that Brennel Floss has done. There's the Proto Men who've got like a rock opera <laughs> album thing. It's very hard to describe. There's like, there's a surprising amount of fan works related to uh mega man mm -hmm. like just just for cursory research i did i did just search the mega man hashtag on twitter yeah. just to see people talking about it It was like 90 percent either art or like remixes of the music that makes sense there's a ton out there yeah well wasn't there uh there's a youtube channel that that you follow uh like video game music theory or something 8-bit music theory yeah yeah they and i'm sure many other people have like videos about how to make music sound like Mega Man 2. Yeah, yeah, that was oh, that's a great video. <laughs> Throwback to before the show, on my list of things that G has sent me that I haven't read or watched yet. 8-bit <laughs> music theory. <laughs> yeah. I did look up fanfics and fan art. There's usually like an interesting delineation that tells you how old the fandom is. Mm -hmm. So for example, fanfiction.net has over 5,000 works featuring Mega Man. Archive of Our Own has 700. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, so that tells you kind of the spread. Yeah. Yeah. Generationally. Yeah. Uh, however, DeviantArt has over 100,000 works for Mega Man, and I did poke around on Overclocked Remix, and there's like three or four separate Mega Man albums. Oh, wow. So there's a lot. That is uh, the fandom facts that I managed to acquire for Mega Man. I tried to find what the most beloved or most hated Mega Man game was. Mm-hmm. I think there's a strong contender for most loved and most hated, but I couldn't find anything conclusive. What's the first one that each of us played? That I definitely know? Mega Man X. That I probably don't know? Probably like Mega Man 3 or 2. Probably 3. 3 for me as well. I remember two friends place and he had it. I feel like it was probably one of the X's. Because it would have been one of the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Yep. Almost. Like, probably X or X3. Yeah. X was the first one I owned. But 3 was definitely the first one that I played. Based on the cursory research that I did, and I didn't dig too hard because it's kind of subjective, there's a lot of love for Mega Man 2 and a lot of hate for Mega Man X7. Huh. Never made it to X. I didn't make it past X3 in terms of the X's. Well, the other ones were on the PlayStation, right? Ah. That would be why. Yeah. Was X7 the one where it sort of went 3D for bosses? X7 is the one that I had for the PS2, and it was the one where some of the stages were entirely 3D and some of the stages were entirely 2D, oh. and the bosses Strange. were all in 3D. <laughs> yeah. I was watching a Pro Jared video about it before. I was like, was this as bad as I thought? Yes, it, it wasn't very good. Man. Oh, man, I'm dizzy. All right, it sounds like G's been hit by Top Man because he's starting to get dizzy. You know what that means? You could take What's-His-Face out real fast with the top spin. It's like three hits or something. Magnet Man? Shadow Man, I want to say. Yeah, Shadow Man. All right, so for some reason we remember all of these very <laughs> esoteric robot masters, of which there are over 80. So the immediate follow-up question to me is, why? Why do we remember all this garbage? Why is Mega Man as popular as he is? What is the appeal of Mega Man? Why? Alright, so one of the first things I have down here is like, Mega Man has a pretty distinct formula to it. To the point where nobody's like, ah, this again. Like, it's kind of the point that it's new versions of the same format, right? Mm -hmm. You have the Robot Masters you can challenge, you can pick from. Talking about Mega Man and X, you know, Battle Network and all that is, is, is quite different. But you have the Robot Masters you can, you can pick from a challenge. And they each give you some sort of new attack. And the attack can be used to defeat other bosses easier in the, in the, the old rock, paper, scissors format. Yeah. And I think people like seeing that format used in different ways for different Robot Masters. It's interesting to see what the roster is going to be as they run out of <laughs> conventional regular robot masters <laughs> have to have to employ Yamato man and things like that. Centaur man. Centaur man. Bubble man. <laughs> splash woman. Cause it's splat did you say splash bubble man? <laughs> uh, no I didn't, but okay. Another <laughs> <laughs> no, no, one of our characters to go alongside Gridiron Jones. <laughs> amazing <laughs> because it started with like you're talking about dr wiley was dr light's assistant yep. and he turned the, the role masters evil but their purpose was at least laid out to make some sort of sense as 
into what they could be used for in a non-combat context. Mm-hmm. Like Gutsman was used for construction or something like that, or just to lift heavy machinery. And Bombman blew things up in a constructive way. And Lechman worked at the power plant. Power plant, that's right. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. Like yeah, no, no. Behind me, I have like the Mega Man Mega Mix volumes, which is, uh, I think, Studio Udon, who like made comics about them. They're, they're translations of other works from Japan. And the first like chapter or book talks a lot about that like them being reprogrammed and why they've gone bad and it's like oh yeah that's what these things were designed to do and you're like oh that makes sense cut man was in case you couldn't work a pair of scissors i guess <laughs> i don't faster than any human could ever cut things this man and fireman regulated the temperature by firing their blasts <laughs> in equal amounts yeah. Look, there are stories for all of these robot masters. I just don't remember them all. Anyway, they were supposed to be useful to society. Yeah. And turned evil. And I feel like that part dropped off fairly quickly. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Dr. Wily just kind of became this villainous person making these evil robots instead of twisting them. Yeah. He's like, now I'm going to make eight new ones for killing Mega <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah, I th- like uh, when Mega Man Rockman first came out, I think people had already seen at least a little bit of like the run and gun kind of game from the arcades or from earlier Nintendo titles, but like that whole robot masters thing with the rock paper scissors system added an extra level of strategy to it. Yeah, because like the run and gun gets boring if you just like pee 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 pee. Well, and because the mechanics of those style of game are, are limited, right? If you mm-hmm. think of Contra, which is probably released maybe slightly earlier, but around the same time, yeah. it's like stage proceeds to left to right or bottom to top, and you fight a boss and then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. There's not really t- too much to mix it up. I was actually, when you mentioned the formula, what's interesting to me about that is that worked for a little while, right? That worked from like one to six. Six. Yeah. yeah. And then seven, they like mix it up a little bit with the graphics. And then they're like, well, this isn't really working. That's when they mix it up and they had X. Mm-hmm. And X is like, well, you know, we took some of the elements that worked really well. We took the moving through a stage and and fighting a boss and other things, but then we added new mechanics to make the game interesting. Like we, this is taking right out of sequelitis, but like we added dashing so you can do more vertical movement and you can do more exploration and there's less screen transitions. There's less Mm -hmm. puzzly levels. And they have the charge shot. Yeah. Yeah. As like a base, because they added that in four or something. Oh, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Charge shot and not dash, but um, kick in the later versions gets added and removed a bunch. It's not consistent. Mm. I mean, nine and ten are very different because they, they were developed much later. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess so, some of the appeal is there's a little bit of that story element. And there's like this familiar sense between the games. Because mm-hmm. whether you're playing the classic or X or XZ or Zero or most of those lines of games, the mechanics are pretty similar there's robot masters there's platforming there's some exploration yeah mm-hmm. yeah those things all together made Mega Man distinct so it wasn't just like contra but with this little cartoon robot dude it was Mega Man. that's true i'm trying to think if there was like a rival to Mega Man in terms of like not in game but like in terms of other franchises because mm. mario there was always like oh there's sonic or crash bandicoot or whatever maybe stuff like the alex kid games I don't think mm. maybe little Samson because you could like transform into different characters. Maybe 
Commander Keen. Oh man, Commander Keen. Short answer is no, unless you're talking about Gunstar Heroes. <laughs> I mean, that's more like Contra than it is like Mega Man. Yes, yes it is. Everyone is equally weak to all of the <laughs> guns in that game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if someone was like, we gotta make our own Mega Man. I mean, not until now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I don't think there was a video game company at the time that was like, oh man, this Mega Man thing's really heating up because Capcom was a third-party developer and still is. No, they weren't a Nintendo or a Sega or a Sony, so they could just kind of give their games to whoever was doing well. At the beginning, that was Nintendo, and then it was Sony, then it's kind of all over the place now. Well, everything migrated over to Sony, I was crushed. <laughs> Square as well. Oof. I feel like the robot masters themselves have a credible appeal. Yeah. Like, it's not like they have deep characters, but... No, but, like, they're distinct enough, right? It's not like you're just fighting Bowser or some sort of alien queen or something, you know? You're fighting these robots that have, like, maybe not deep backstories, but personalities. (laughs) Three to four distinct patterns of movement. (laughs) (laughs) They may not have personality, but in later games, you may get attached to the characters because you maybe made them. Oh, fading shock! Never terrible. What was the uh, Canadian one? Ski man. There was Ski man. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but like in, I think it was Mega Man Six or Five, where Capcom was like, "Hey, submit your ideas mm-hmm. for bosses," and they put a bunch of them into the game. And two of them, one was from America and one was from Canada. Oh, I thought you meant there was like a create a robot master feature oh. in the game, but no. Oh no 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 yeah. From Mega Man 2, fans were submitting ideas for Robot Masters. Mm. Number 5 or 6 is what they opened to North America. Hmm. Well, I didn't realize that they'd been doing it that long. Like I knew that 5 or 6 was part of the deal, but I didn't know that they had started in Japan so early. Yeah, I remember reading Nintendo Power and seeing a bunch of the submissions. I remember there was like a nuclear man who looked really sad. Not like poorly <laughs> drawn, but looked depressed. <laughs> Why am I killing people? sadly had nuclear waste (laughs) emanating from him. Boy. I think it was Nightman that won that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. I want to say. Anyway, yeah. I think that's also where we get Yamato Man from. Japan's answer to Nightman. Yeah. In the same game. (laughs) Gameplay is a a big component of the fandom, but like, I don't know. There's there's a lot of games that are popular and then just die and are, are dead. Like, fandoms don't really... Mm-hmm. propagate they don't really procreate they don't really endure that's the word i'm looking for yeah yeah as much as the robot masters i think are a part of it i mean obviously all those fan contests to design your own show that it's such a small thing but i think Mega Man's look changing with the different power-ups played a part too because i mean if you think back to the days of the of the nes like you know you've got a few like maybe a handful of games that have like a lot of iterations you got like your mario bros i would throw zelda in there because they were big games for the time but there weren't as many of them we didn't get like up to zelda 5 yeah and then you've got stuff like mega man and contra or whatever but like with all of those games especially maybe the more japanese cartoony ones like mario zelda mega man etc you know your character doesn't really change with the different power-ups you kind of turn red when you get the fire flower in mario you get like a tanuki suit sometimes whatever zelda you know you change your color when you get better armor if you get better armor you mean the design doesn't really change no the design doesn't change at all but with Mega Man, like the design changes a little bit the colors change what you do changes it's like 
you just have more control over what your character can do, you know? But it's still in that run-and-gun setup. So I think that just made it like a really unique blend that people really got attached to. Because when you have a variety of different items, a different a variety of different like powers, everybody's going to have their favorite. And you feel like that sense of excitement when you're about to get that. Like, how the flip were you supposed to know back in the day what was effective against who unless you just tried them all on everyone? Yeah. I mean, the first game is, is probably the most apparent one, right? Fire hurts ice kind of thing like that, you know. Yeah, but after that, it's it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Top hurts shadow. Flash on heat, heat beats metal, metal beats wood. Yeah, it makes sense. It's like the Japanese orientation of the elements, but mm-hmm. plus three more. What's neat is, I think in two or three, it's like, oh yeah, there's this prescribed order for who beats who. But then it's like, but this other boss, for some reason, is just really weak to this other one. So just use that. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, nobody likes Metal Blades. Use Metal Blades all the time. Or like some of them is like a little weaker to the Mega Buster. Yeah. And just start with them kind of thing. Talking about why I liked Mega Man Mm -hmm. from a more personal perspective. For me, I got in to Mega Man mostly with the X series of games. And for me, what was really cool about Mega Man is you have this character who grows. And I don't mean in like a personal way. I mean like, like I would love for it to be, it's like, oh, it's a personal story of growth and overcoming. It's like, no, there's no, it's not about heart. I mean, it's a story of overcoming. Yeah. But yeah. It, it was because you had this, this character who's a robot. And I mean, I was a kid. I liked robots. Robots were cool. They were mechanical. They, they could do things the humans couldn't. There's like that, what is it, War Amps ad with the robots? Like, I can do things because you can't. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dang. And it was a robot. And in the original Mega Man games, it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. You can pick up items. And, like, they change the weapon that you shoot. But in the X series of games, you could upgrade yourself. Like, you were this person from the past who had been put in a capsule for 100 years by Dr. Light, found by Dr. Kane. And then, like, you're like, oh, well, your creator left you a bunch of cool upgrades all over the place. Scattered around the world. (laughs) Yeah. And you find them and you're like... It's like, I want to go find them. I want to see where they are. Mm-hmm. And then when I've got them, it's like, cool, what can I do now? Like Mega Man, that wasn't really too much of a, a thing. You might be like, oh, I can see if I take this other path, then I'll get an E-Tank. Yeah. Yeah. In X2 or X3, they also added like chips. So you're like, you know what? In addition to being able to upgrade yourself, you can like pick one or two things that you can do even better. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was three. That was probably three. Two, I don't remember introducing very much. Two had the double dash. Oh, by default? Not by default, but your upgrade was a double dash. Oh, okay. Or the air dash. Both cool. Yes. Yeah, so for me, I liked having this game that was fun. The X series of games also started introducing anime cutscenes. Whether they be like the SNES style or like the full like cutscene cutscene. Another thing that was cool about, I mean, I got a lot of experience with X as well, is not only could you rock, paper, scissors bosses, but beating one stage before another affected another stage. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. You beat Chill Penguin and Flame Mammoth stages iced over. Yeah. You beat Storm Eagle and uh, Spark Mandrel stages uh, broken. Like, it does. it's not telling you to do them in a certain order still, but it's saying that there are benefits if you beat one before the other. And it doesn't tell you these outright. <laughs> It's not like, oh man, I'm going to Spark Mandrel, hope I don't crash. Like, none of that. <laughs> it's just, uh, it just kind of affects the stage sometimes in subtle ways, which is really fun to see, like, a cause and effect happening. Yeah. 
it brought the world of the game to life. Yeah. Yeah. That hadn't really happened in like the earlier classic series of games. No. I guess as somebody growing up with the different generations of Mega Man games, since I've been alive as long as all the Mega Man games <laughs> have been alive, yeah, is that every generation would add something. It's like Mario. I think one of the other reasons that people are such fans of Mega Man and that Mega Man is so popular, or at least was, is because there was a period in time where, as you grew up, you were always growing up with Mega Man games, which would be no different than, say, like Mario. It's like, oh, yeah, of course, everybody knows who Mario is. He's like the second most identifiable character behind like Mickey Mouse. I don't know. Yeah. First or second. Not important. Yeah. Anyway. The facts around that are are not as important. But like, (laughs) of course, Mega Man is popular because you're growing up with that game. It's like, oh, I didn't grow up with the classic series of games. I grew up with X. Oh, I didn't grow up with X. I grew up Mm -hmm. with Legends or maybe Mm -hmm. XZ or battle network or star force or soccer i mean that's more like between (laughs) the classic and snes but yeah yeah. but like soccer sure sure a soccer game (laughs) i played mega man extreme on the game boy which was just a port of the x games or whatever (laughs) all right let me ask you this i know you played some of the battle network games right yep you did yes okay so what is then happening is you like mega man because you like the game that you played Mega Man in. Yeah. Mega Man X, yeah. Mega Man X series in this case. So now you have a character that you like because of the game that he's in, in a completely different game. Did it appeal to you a lot? Were you into it right away? Or were you like, why? Like, what is this? Like, how much is this different from X? Or how did it go going from X to like, or whatever the last one you played was to right. Battle Network? Well, I mean, Battle Network was a Game Boy Advance game. So Pokemon had already come. And not gone. It's still going. Pokemon is still going. But, like, it had already left its mark indelibly on the world of, like, portable RPGs. Yep. So, like that, there were parts as your main character going around doing the RPG-like things, and then you had your NetNavi, your companion. There were actually a lot of games of that style where you you had the main character and your partner RPG thing. Yeah. <laughs> but what made that work was because there were all these elements that were familiar because mm-hmm. there was Mega Man.exe, which was obviously Mega Man. And it's like, okay, you know, I can fight off other net navvies who are some of the other robot masters. There's like a gutsman.exe. And you're like, okay. There were elements from like Pokemon and other of those style and other RPGs where you'd like level up your character, where you collect different chips, where you like move around on the board to try to dodge attacks and things like that so where you'd have enemies that would have patterns and you'd need to remember the patterns and you'd have to have chips equipped that would have patterns that could attack the proper spots on the board Mm -hmm. so like it was enough of the same to be interesting much like maybe for you with breath of fire where breath of fire one it's like okay this is a game breath of fire two pretty much the same game some tweaks breath of fire three even better with some new stuff. Breath of Fire 4, garbage, oh. but you didn't really play it, so that's fine. Good, good example. Or maybe it's 5. <laughs> Dragon Quarter. <laughs> I mean, like, it's a game that's familiar. It's like, this game has dragons, and dragons are an yeah. important part. But, like, when you get to Dragon Quarter, you're playing a completely different game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But there's enough there that if you were already interested, that you kind of maintain that interest. Hmm. I remember watching the Battle Network show. There's that, too. Yeah. I was like, I like Mega Man. Turn that out. I'm like, this is 
different. Like, I didn't know there were games when I started watching the Battle Network show. <laughs> I was just like, what is this? I was actually going to mention that. It's like, yeah, so like with Pokemon, like with many other games, like Yokai Watch, you had this show that kind of like paralleled the events that go on in the game. So you've got this other tie. There's just enough familiarity from previous generations to keep you interested. Or if you've never been introduced to it, then you now have this new entry point. And I imagine that's why they introduced like mm-hmm. ZX and all those other series. Maybe it was XZ. Because a new generation hasn't played this game and, you know, that's how things typically work. Yeah. Hmm. It's still kind of a weird thing, though. I mean, maybe stepping a little bit away from the fans for a second. or Just that, you know, thinking of other long-lived franchises like Mario and Zelda, they didn't really change much i mean they both went into 3d but same old thing go through those dungeons get that stuff or i think you've abstracted things maybe a bit too far away (laughs) well well i i mean like i mean mario had a couple of streams of game yeah like mario kart if you want to count that now you now have like the mario 64 style games versus the like mario brothers 3 style games now yeah but even then it didn't quite move to a completely different style of game the way Mega Man did. No, not even touching on the, the different styles of game, just like the whole totally different designs between each one as well. Like, you know, Mega Man, the original, mm. is just kind of like this little 8-bit little guy. And then like Mega Man X is all sleek and like edgy, I guess. Yeah. Mega Man Battle Network's got like a yellow jumpsuit plus blasters and boots or something. No, it's blue. <laughs> it's blue? Okay. Like he looks kind of like Tron. A little bit. Yeah. But yeah. not not as glowy. Mega Man Legends doesn't start out with his helmet. You're just like a guy in a suit. That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> Volnut. Yeah. He's got hair. <laughs> Gotta have blue hair, though. Doesn't he have black hair? He has black hair. Yeah. yeah. He also kicks dogs. <laughs> That's not good. No, it's not good at all. Or cans. Yeah, sure, fine. In the, in the North American version, at least. It's true that the aesthetic is different in each game, but like that's no different than other game series too. Uh, Zelda is a good example where the aesthetic has changed a lot over time. I mean, for story reasons, in an episode that we're definitely covering later this season, but like the aesthetic changing doesn't change the game. I think the reason that there are all the different types of games is to try to draw in different audiences. Mm-hmm. One thing that came up during the research very strongly is the mishandling of the Mega Man franchise. And whether or not you think it's mishandled, I think the decline in the number of Mega Man video games is a contributor to, like, why it's less popular. The last Mm -hmm. official Mega Man game to come out, I think, was in 2010. I mean, there have been many Mega Man games to have come out between 2010 and now. There are a lot of, like, re-releases. Very recently, Mega Man Legacy Collection 2 came out. Yeah. There's another one, Mega Man Legacy Collection 1. There's been some mobile games. There's been lots of other kind of ports and re-releases. But there hasn't really been, like, a new Mega Man game since Mega Man 10, which came out in 2010. Also, I was going to say, most of the releases lately are, like, re-releases. Yeah. Which is probably not like accruing many new fans no yeah if you had never heard of a game and they're like oh here's Mega Man legacy collection then like oh yeah i'm all over that (laughs) yeah i mean on the one hand it's kind of a lot of bang for your buck right because it's not like it's much more if any more expensive than like any other game for the same console but you're getting like eight games in one yeah but i mean if you 
are looking to get into a fandom just it's hard to do that to get into something like a legacy collection because mm. a different it was developed in a different time people yeah. make retro style graphics they don't make like when when you play a game now that has retro style graphics it's not like retro style graphics and retro style gameplay usually yeah we've learned a lot about game design since then yeah like shovel knight is a good example of that yeah it's like retro style but the gameplay is somewhat modern Mm -hmm. a modern sensibility we could talk about game design yeah let's do that one of the things people like about the Mega Man series (laughs) the quote pixel perfect controls which you need every pixel of (laughs) some levels are more forgiving than others I mean, if you haven't seen Sequelitis and you don't like people being angry and yelling, you should still probably watch it. But um, Ego Raptor did a Sequelitis on Mega Man vs. Mega Man X, which talks a lot about the really good elements of gameplay design that went into X. But even just touching on that briefly, like Mega Man taught you things before they would affect you. The Mega Man games are like simple in concept, but challenging, but not like Battletoads. Battletoads is a game that's designed to be a quarter eater. <laughs> By the way, you're you're on this crazy jet bike now. Goodbye. <laughs> How are your reflexes? Good? That's not good enough. Not that good. No. But like with Mega Man, it was challenging enough to keep you playing, but not throwing the controller at the screen. Yeah. Yeah, like you could see what you had to do and could probably tell that it was possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also Mega Man... The robot person spikes disintegrate him into tiny pieces. I don't know about you, but if I fell on a giant spike, I would probably disintegrate into a corpse. (laughs) A spike-filled corpse. I mean, maybe. Maybe he has pressure sensors on his legs. (laughs) But he feels any pressure on his legs, he blows up. Well, it's like a it's like a platypus, you know. (laughs) If you you're like if you ever get a barb, you get hypersensitivity, and you probably die from the pain. I will keep bringing weird (laughs) random facts into conversations where they fit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you already mentioned the rock, paper, scissors mechanic of of the game, which is, yes, you know, simple, but like good. If you don't remember the rock, paper, scissors, fine. Just blast away. You can do that. That doesn't make the game any harder. Yeah. I mean, it kind of does. I think that's another advantage of that system that specifically could appeal to people like to make them fans. Because sure, there's the strategy of like, okay, this one beats this one more easily than some other combination but then you also have like fan challenges where okay beat this Mega Man game using the wrong powers yeah like the powers that are not easy to beat or don't use the powers at all just go for a blaster only run as they say it's a pretty common way to do it especially if you don't know what you're doing No one's immune to the Mega Buster, I don't think. No, I don't think so. That would be punishing. <laughs> Actually, you couldn't have a boss that's immune to the Mega Buster, because if you ever ran out of energy for the different weapons, then you would be... But you just couldn't. Yeah. One thing that was interesting talking about gameplay was the huge number of fan games that exist. Mm-hmm. And I mean, part of that is obviously because there haven't been any Mega Man games lately. But I guess another part is that, I don't know if it's like Millennials which is a word that I hesitate to use (laughs) or just like the generations of people growing up with the game. But like, there's this huge element of like what we know and love in fandom, like the transformative element. Yes. That comes to the forefront. Cause I was like, I don't know, Mega Man fans 
it's a participatory fandom where people do things but it's like not hugely involved but there are people that make fan games and there are people that participate in those fan games and speed run the originals in the fan games yeah specifically um in terms of speed running like partially as a callback to our our episode on speed running uh we covered speed running fans of speed running and part of why people watch speed runs is to see like games done well for people to show off their skills at a game and Mega Man as a pixel perfect game lends itself to that so much because like there are all sorts of instances throughout the games where you know people could have close calls it could be very suspenseful if you're watching a speed run it's just something that like blends very well together everybody knows how easy it is to mess up yeah Mega Man everyone's got those little parts that uh I don't know Magnet Man with the disappearing and reappearing blocks oh man so much pattern memorization or that one level where you're falling and there's like lasers or something shooting across oh um flash man yeah and it's like oh you weren't fast enough it's like no (laughs) giant lasers oh okay i'm surprised we got this far without mentioning it too much the music's really good oh yeah Music is great. Mm -hmm. Very memorable, I should say. It's done a lot with what little the NES had available. Yeah. And then later generations, I don't know. Maybe the music's less memorable or it's a time factor, but less novel, I guess. Yeah. Music provides a lot of momentum for you in the game. Mm -hmm. People should listen to the music of Mega Man. Yeah. I was just kind of curious if either of you knew if um, naming so many things in Mega Man after musical things was a translation thing or if it's actually like that in japan as well uh proto man's name is blues yeah okay i mean the characters that i can remember there's rock man roll yep bass treble yeah. rush rush yep. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> there was a game with all the bosses named after bands too i think there's one with all the bosses named after guns and roses i believe i think that's probably what i'm thinking X5. Oh, you might be right. I'm going to look this up. (laughs) 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 Okay, so... I don't don't think it's a translation problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not saying it's a problem, just like, for a series with good music, it would make sense that the people making the game have, like, some sort of, you know, music-driven agenda, so to speak. This isn't Ogre Battle 2, March of the Black (laughs) Queen. Or, I know there were a lot. No. Queen titles. Oh, Beat. Also, uh, yes. can't forget that. Yeah, Beat Tango, yeah. the cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Auto, named after a big <laughs> truck. I don't know. Less exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, music seems to be in the DNA, and I mean, it shows or it counts in the music itself. Those 8 bit riffs that just stick with you. When I looked up reasons why people hate Mega Man, which itself was hard to find, not mm. because people don't hate Mega Man, but because. You know, you always find like little one-off things. There's never like a conclusive, this is bad thing. You find a bunch of people making, I don't know, lazy rants. Like you'll find people are just like, it's dumb because it's dumb. But some of the complaints were along the lines of, it's like the music's repetitive. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> or I assume that many of them are taken out of context. Like they're... Hmm? A perspective now compared to then because there is an element of context that's necessary i think but they're also talking about it's like oh the, f- the formula is the same and it's like that's true that's probably why people got tired of mega man after like six seven was different because it was graphically different but it was the same 
formula they started adding more story to it with bass and treble and eight kind of followed up on that and then nine went back to the classic style but like can be formulaic and i can understand that being an annoying problem perhaps mm-hmm. oh did you find out uh oh yeah here we go yeah it's x5 so you have grizzly slash okay okay first slash squid adler izzy glow izzy stradlin duff mm-hmm. mcwhalen or duff mckagan the skyver i don't know what that means at all axel the red for axel rose dark dizzy for dizzy reed and matrex t-rex for someone who is <laughs> in the band named oh matt Sorrel. there you go all named after guns and roses personnel cool as we old aussie slash and flea mm-hmm. i mean that was a translation thing that was yes yeah yeah in the japanese version of x5 they were not named that that is another case of translation then yeah all right kind of running along the same lines as uh why do people hate Mega Man? i think another reason maybe more recently or maybe why hardcore fans are sticking with it is because Mega Man fans much like the blue bomber himself having a central villain in dr wiley Mega Man fans have a central villain of their own Ooh, capcom yep yeah <laughs> Because, I mean, I am not a CEO of any company. I am not a a corporate uh, student. I don't know that much about the business world and how video game companies run and all that. But, like, if you dig into, you know, fans complaining about the cancellation of Mega Man Legends 3 or, you know, this, that, or the other, they can very easily make an argument that Capcom is either taking a very different tack with Mega Man these days or just kind of doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Like, for example... I mean, there's probably lots of examples. (laughs) Two in particular. A YouTube video I found called Why Most Mega Man Fans Hate Capcom breaks it down very simply into the theory that Capcom lied to fans twice. First off, after a bunch of petitions happened and, you know, the whole very transparent development start for Mega Man Legends 3 where they had what they called the dev room. And at this dev room, fans could interact with the people making the game they could like see screenshots and models and put it in their input and get some some feedback on that and throw their ideas into the pot so to speak you know despite that initially one of the tweets um explaining why Mega Man Legends 3 was canceled said that it's because there just wasn't enough fan involvement and you know Capcom kind of later on backpedaled a little, a little bit and tried to explain that saying that you know it was from the then very young European branch of Capcom so there, there might have been like some language issues going on there. Also, they didn't have much of a community management system set up in Capcom Europe. But also, like it wasn't so much that the fans not contributing to the game led it to it being canceled. It's just that in a later post that I was reading, um, one of the community managers for Capcom just outright said, you know, a lot of games get canceled early on in development. Mega Man Legends 3 stands out so much because everybody saw being developed it was an experiment in transparency in for a a major game developer and so they kind of sidestepped the whole it's the fans fault thing by saying well a sequel to a 10 year old sequel to a spinoff so it's probably not a very marketable game or you know it just wasn't coming together the way they wanted it so despite fan input there you go but also but also in uh, ultimate marvel versus capcom 3 Capcom ran a poll to see, you know, who should be in this game? Which of our characters should be in this game? 
Apparently, Mega Man X was number one in that poll. Mega Man Classic was in the top 10. And then Mega Man.exe was in the top 20. Wow. But after that poll, when fans said, why isn't Mega Man in, in Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3? Capcom said, Mega Man just wasn't in the top spots. Oh, man. Well, we know the real reason is because Bodie McBoatface <laughs> was actually the top result. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> Don't ever leave your fate up to the people. (laughs) I mean, if you have predefined options, it's a little bit easier. Yeah. And then one more example. Quick example. In Street Fighter versus Tekken, Capcom included a Mega Man character that nobody really wanted to see again. And that was, of course, Mega Man 1 box art Mega Man. Yeah. In Street Fighter versus (laughs) Tekken. Yep. So a lot of fans read that as like this very last minute kind of jab at the fan community. And a lot of them were just completely disappointed with it. It's like the last straw for so many. (laughs) That Mega Man 1 box art is like some legendary stuff. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm now looking up the Japanese box art for Mega Man 1. It's good. Yeah. Why didn't they just use that? Too anime. Nobody's going to want to buy that. Oh, man. Well, and so you get Capcom with its human boot stamping on Mega Man 1 box art's withered face forever. And that is a bonding experience for fans. Oh, yeah. Like, people want to crush the greatness of this yeah. game franchise. Like, nah. Oh, man. We're going to make fan games. We're going to celebrate the good stuff. We're going to complain until Mega Man finally gets included in Smash Brothers. <laughs> Which he did. He did. Mm-hmm. He's like not even an unlockable character. He's there from the get-go. Yeah. I mean, I remember when the original Smash Brothers came out and we're like, where's Mega Man? <laughs> like, <laughs> he was in the conversation pretty early. <laughs> but but I mean, I think I think that first one was only like first party IPs. Yeah. So that makes sense, I guess. But yeah, if the company that created it has contempt for its creation, that really creates a sense of ownership with fans. Oh, yeah. Well, on that topic, what's worse, uh, a company that has contempt for its property and its fans or a person who loves the property and tries to give it a new life and it doesn't go so well? It's a tough question. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's Mighty Number Nine's question. Whoa. Mighty Number Nine, I believe, was a project that was started in 2015. I'm bad with dates. Dates are maybe 2014. You know what? This is a thing that you could look up. It's not important to the story. It's kind of important to the story. It's not that important to the story. It was... Yeah. (laughs) It was a game (laughs) developed with a lot of the same staff. Or more importantly, it had Keiji and Afune, like the designer of Mega Man. And it was like, I want to make a new game. I'm going to make a game Mighty Number 9. Here are some sketches. Here's some concept. And this is the game. It took much longer to complete than anticipated. I think it took like three or four years and it was supposed to come out in like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then when it came out, people were kind of underwhelmed by the game. I very recently had the chance to play the game. I've had the chance to play the game for a long time because I backed it because I like Mega Man and this was Mega Man. Yep, guys, this was <laughs> Mega Man. Without getting too much into it, I think people are very upset about something that is not good, but not as terrible as they make it out to be. Yeah. But I can see the strong influences of Mega Man in it. It's got all the mechanics, but it doesn't have the same heart. Hmm. 
and like that's a different problem that you have it's like well the creator went on to make more things now the fans you know they love the original thing and this is where the remix culture comes in this is where you get games like 20xdx which is like i don't own mega man but that doesn't mean i can't make a good mega man game yeah mm-hmm. and it takes all the beats all the fun parts of the game maybe a little bit less plot and it does that in a way that's executed well the mechanics are really tight and like there's less of the learning as you go because it's got roguelike elements but it's like fans made this because they love the series and they didn't like the way it was going or in the case of like capcom where it just wasn't going anywhere because it hasn't been going anywhere (laughs) even nine and ten when they were released were kind of like oh i guess that's a new Mega Man game (laughs) it's not not hitting with people no no not the same way I, I mean, there's probably a reason they're re-releasing all the, all the games because people would prefer to play those. Wow. Yeah, and I mean, they re-release them with features that might appeal to now, mm-hmm. like maybe speedrunning or challenge mm-hmm. mode or yeah, whatever. Plus, December is the 30th anniversary, guys. That means... Gotta do something. It's a big, big deal. Yeah. Gotta, do, gotta do something. I mean, it should be. The 25th came out <laughs> and nothing happened. I remember the 20th being... Well, it's 25. Was the 20th when they released the collection for GameCube? Mega collection? Probably. Well, that'd be 2007, so probably not, because the GameCube was no longer really a thing. Oh, 20th anniversary was Battle Network. Oh. Hmm. Now for something completely different. They're thinking of the 15th anniversary then. Yeah. The 3-ish, yeah. Oh, for yeah, the okay, GameCube, anyway. yeah, probably. It's been another 15 years. Oof. But, uh, 30th anniversary, so... <laughs> Let's see. I don't know. Do we want another Mega Man game? <laughs> hey, man. Another Mega Man series? Legends 3 forever. A limited edition Mega Man statuette? No. What do we want for Mega Man 30th anniversary? Power armor. <laughs> as, <laughs> as part of my research, I did look, take a look at a few uh, fan sites, um, including a Facebook page called 100,000 Strong for bringing back Mega Man Legends 3. And on that page and on the other fan sites I looked at, articles about collecting or about, you know, new releases of figurines or plushies or whatever, whatever collectibles Capcom is putting out were a relatively big part of them. I mean, Think Geek sells, you can get the helmet and the blaster or Proto Man's oh, man. blaster mm-hmm. and helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus there's, you know, 80 plus robot masters to collect figures of. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Hmm. <laughs> about wire sponge no gotta have a statue of that oh shoot that's a real one gotta have a statue of of that guy (laughs) confusing i have to look this up oh yeah it's like a weird cucumber looking thing (laughs) with electricity yeah (sighs) guess in the end it's just because capcom has turned mega man into a brand instead of a game Mm -hmm. the fans are right and he makes cameos in everyone else's tracks. <laughs> but he's resting on his laurels. There's a thread in the Mega Man subreddit entitled, Which Robot Master Would Be the Most Fun to Hang Out With? <laughs> uh, and I'd like to hear your answers to that question. Ooh. I... Flashman, you know, because he's always putting on a good show. I was literally going to say Flashman, but for reasons that are more germane to Flashman. <laughs> Always keeps your your photos well lit. Yeah. His power is time stopper. You'd get so much done. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, stand by my answer. <laughs> I would say Iceman. Ooh. 
so you could chill out. <laughs> yeah, because he's cool. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I like I have a heart. There's like 80 robot masters and I probably <laughs> only remember 10. And, you know, Iceman, it's like a cute little design. I like things a bit cooler. My other choices are like, what, Sphinx Man or like Gemini Man or many other. I mean, maybe Guts Man would be cool to hang out with. We could like build a deck in the backyard. I mean, he could build a deck. <laughs> I don't know. Is Gutsman smart or does he just do things? If you told him what to do, I'm sure he'd be able to do it. If he's supervised. Yeah, maybe. Highlight of Thread, probably, let's see here. Springman, I could watch him fall down the stairs for hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Hmm. Shadow Man? Shinobi Man? Shadow Man. His ninja name man? is Shadow Man, but he's essentially a ninja man. Yeah. Yeah. You'd learn some cool stuff from him. Try to move silently. Be all like up on the roof. <laughs> People like throw the cake up here, please. <laughs> break man because he's always on break. <laughs> okay, I jest. I think the sports themed robot masters are probably the most fun because you can actually interact with them. So that's Blizzard man for skiing, Strike man for baseball, Turbo man for folks who want to go one and on with him in a race. <laughs> Special mention for ring man and ring tosses. <laughs> I have a whole carnival. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that puts a nice bow on the Y of Mega Man. Yeah. People like an ensemble cast. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There's lots of cast to ensemble. That's right. All right. I guess that means it's time to get out the gavels. Guys, I know we didn't talk about this last season, but where are the gavels and wigs? Where are they? Where are they? <laughs> They're online somewhere. <laughs> e gavels. I'm sure. E wigs. E gavels. E wigs. That does not sound like a site I want to visit. I don't think so. Alright, what is the verdict for Mega Man fandom? I think it's good, because like, the fans are what's keeping Mega Man out there. I mean, again, I don't know if it's fan demand or perceived fan demand or whatever, but the Capcom will put Mega Man in a bunch of other things and, you know, make more Mega Man merch. But like an idea Mega Man and Mega Man living in video games. The fans are carrying that on right now. And I guess Mighty Number no. Nine. It's a little sad to see that it's that it's gone down steadily. I guess that makes sense though. It probably would have peaked in the eighties or nineties somewhere, maybe I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I like to play more of the Mega Man games. Are any of them legendarily terrible? X seven. Probably. Okay, I don't want to play that. Nor, nor do I really want to play Mega Man Soccer. Um <laughs> You can probably skip over the Game Boy and Game Boy Color games because they're just like not as good remakes of a lot of the X games. Okay, hmm. I could go further in the X series. I could go further in the original series. I could play a little Battle Network. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know, I'm in. Cool. I can go next. One of the unfortunate parts about covering a fandom that is on the decline is that it's on the decline. It's not active. Video game fandoms are notoriously tricky to talk about because they're strangely participatory. I don't think they're as distinctive as like retro gaming generally or like modern PC gaming or anything like that. So I wasn't really expecting to find a cohesive Mega Man fandom and found some interesting things, but didn't find like a huge cohesive group. Modern Mega Man fandom is like kind of this generation's response to IP and brands and things like that. You have a a brand that's been killing off the different Mega Man titles and releasing things that fans or even just other gamers don't like so fans have taken it upon themselves to like take the existing formula remix it and make something that's their own and that is super cool 
that is like the transformative element is so cool and it seems like it's a, a strong part of the small group of fans that are dedicated to Mega Man. I am decidedly in after doing the research for this week and understanding just how many games there are, I would like to take a shake at a bunch of them. I have played a little bit of all of the X games up to seven, but I would like to try out some of the other ones for portable consoles. I would like to try out at least Legends or maybe Misadventures of Tronbon. I would like to try out just like the breadth of the different games. Maybe I'll enjoy them and I want to play through them the whole way. I would like to give Mighty Number no. 9 more time. <laughs> I would like to revisit 20XDX because I beat it and it was good, but it's kind of like a roguelike so you can just play it as much as you want. So I am in, 100% in. If I ever get the armor smithing capabilities, if I ever learn that skill, it is on my list of cosplay that I would love to do. It's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one day. Maybe not one day soon. Definitely yeah. not in a crowded street. Of a deserted square. Okay. <laughs> right, that, that just leaves me. Um, and I, uh, I feel like uh, like Mega Man's energy bar after he steps on some spikes. I'm all out. I'm at zero. Man, you are the worst. Every week. <laughs> it's like, Z's out. Z is out. We do Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm all over this. Gotta do the good fandoms. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, um, I am out. I have played Mega Man before, and it was all right. I think <laughs> I kind of feel like I remember uh, playing Mega Man Legends so much because it was, especially because uh, there was a, a a blaster sword of some kind. So it was basically like like Zelda again, Zelda sixty four sort of with robots. Cool. But I am I like I would I would give uh, Battle Network a try or I would try out that uh, command mission. Yeah, command mission. I'd give those two a try, see what they're all about. But the whole like running and gunning thing—it's fun. But I mean, I I feel like I'd play one of them, maybe all the way through, and then I'd be like, "Yep, I know Mega Man now. All done." Fair enough. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I can definitely appreciate the the fandom around it though. Especially because at this point it is sort of self-sustaining, at least in terms of the games, since fan games are the only ones coming out. And uh, apparently there was like some sort of, I don't know, I didn't look too much into it, but apparently there was some sort of effort to make a fan version of Legends 3. And I imagine it probably went the same way as the uh, attempt to make the uh, beta version of Ocarina of Time, Hmm. in that it went somewhere but it did not get all the way done hey z i have some good news for you oh yeah command mission came out on the gamecube Ooh, a gamecube rpg finally what? <laughs> <laughs> ah, i can finally throw away skies of arcadia good uh. <laughs> all right well the the verdicts are in yeah that means it's time to throw away all the gavels and stuff because we didn't have them so it doesn't matter doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Eat at Arby's, etc. Yeah. That's right. Oof. All right. But it is time to bring on this week's spotlight. And I have a doozy. Spotlight. The spotlight is, of course, the point of the show where we try to shine a spotlight on a good cause that could get like a signal boost or like just mm-hmm. a really cool fanish thing that we found for the week. I found something that I think covers both bases. It is called the Mega Manathon. 
I was looking around. Mega Man shows up very prominently in like awesome games done quick. It's not like a guaranteed staple, but it does show up. But I did find the Mega Manathon, which is dedicated to Mega Man. It is. And you're going to like this for a lot of reasons, I think. What would happen if you took a bunch of Mega Man fans and they wanted to raise money? It might sound something like this. In the year 20XDX, a team of super fighting robots joined forces with one mission to improve the lives of children and defeat Dr. Wily once and for all. The Mega Manathon is an annual 72-hour marathon that takes place at Super <laughs> Magfest to raise money for Child's Play, a charity that is set up to improve the lives of children with toys and games and hospitals. It is run by Half Empty Energy Tank, uh, has been running since 2013, and has raised over 10,000 US dollars so far. Cool. Doesn't sound in any way similar to a race against time. <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine that it does. No, they did it first <laughs> compared to us. <laughs> Is what they do marathon through all the games? Um, like trying to beat all the Mega, like Mega Man and Mega Man X games in 72 hours? It's a bunch of fans that pick, so they decide what they okay. want to do. I think I saw some screenshots which were like people playing Mega Man music on like violins and things like that. Oh, cool. So it's, really cool. it's pretty involved. If you want to check that out, you can go to megamanathon.com. I was going to spell it out, but it's literally like M-E-G-A-M-A-N-A-T-H-O-N.com. They don't have any details about this year's event. It seems like they listed it's an annual event. Uh, I'm going to be at Super Magfest, so if it's there, I'll try to <laughs> take a look. <laughs> but I'm sure they'll update with more details as it gets closer to Super Magfest. Super Magfest has not included most of, like, they haven't even released hotels information to the public yet. So, anyway, cool thing that you should check out. I think they also put it up on Twitch, so you can take a look there. Important point to note there, Dr. Wiley hates children. Wait, actually? Based on the information you gave me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. You're helping children by stopping Dr. Wiley. Dr. Wiley. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, if Dr. Wiley really wanted to, to beat Mega Man, surely he would have had, like, a son or built a son uh, that he could, you know, teach and pass his skills on to. Smell another game cooking. Mm-hmm. Son of Dr. Wiley. Oh, so it's a little late into the episode at a complete tangent, but uh, we have a guest. We have the Goat VG joining us. On stream, thank you for joining us, Goat. Oh, hey, thank you, Goat. This is actually the perfect time for him to show up. <laughs> Almost like he knew. Well, it's the perfect time because it is the time of the show where we do famous last words. Oh, that's right. Famous mm. mm. last words. Yeah, that's right, Goat. We're going to explain why it's the best time. So, it's famous last words time, which is where we make a statement or ask a question. For the research for next week, it's when we talk about its fandom. Uh, next week's fandom will be They Might Be Giants, which is Z's pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the question to each of us and to Goat, if you want us to do some interesting research or make a statement that we're going to have to follow up on. <laughs> you know, what do you want to be your famous last words about They Might Be Giants? I can start because I don't want anyone to steal mine. Yeah, go for it. Okay, right. <laughs> what percentage of They Might Be Giants fans became fans via Tiny Toons? Ooh. I didn't want anyone to take that. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Uh, Goat, if you have ideas, post it in the chat, and I will record it for posterity. I don't know, man. This is this is a tough one, because I know a lot about They Might Be Giants already. Right? Uh, 
All right. Okay, well, this is the only question that's bopping around in my head right now, and it's not going to get out of there okay. unless I ask it. How many fan-made music videos for They Might Be Giant songs are on YouTube? Okay. Goat, it's okay if you confuse uh, They Might Be Giants with Arrogant Worms. Part of the fun of the famous last words is we often say stupid things that are wrong. <laughs> that is why they are so famous. Yeah. There was like a really prominent example that we had where we got two different fandoms confused oh, i can't remember there's my supernatural one where oh, i thought that was a... sam and dean winchester yeah. were twins and they are just not yeah. <laughs> i don't know why i thought they were yeah that was the example i was thinking about it's like there's been lots of cases where i've been really wrong but one always sticks out that is the one for me yeah you know sometimes interestingly wrong sometimes <laughs> kind of mundanely wrong I mean, there was these about coffee and donuts for, or donuts and pie for Twin Peaks. Yeah. Twin Peaks? I think that was mine too. They're both donut. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. These had a slightly different one. Mm-hmm. All right, G. All right. I got one. I'm going to ask the question after They Might Be Giant's success with the Dial a Song service, has any other band or musical act followed? I mean, probably not now, but more more closely to them because it's a really neat idea okay all right go last call can i ask retroactively about supernatural <laughs> whatever else you make think about the show does mark shepherd at all make it worthwhile whatever you may think <laughs> no <laughs> i watched some supernatural it was fine i mean i watched the fandom episode which was amazing yeah it's like you can't compare the best episode to the rest of the episodes yeah i watched the first episode it was pretty good i don't know who mark shepherd is <laughs> that too um i'm excited it gives me an excuse to watch um Ooh. gigantic again oh hey is that tale of two yeah. johns i got confused for a second i thought gigantic was that for, movie yeah, with same. anne hathaway <laughs> that's titanic yeah Oh, Colossal. Yes, you can see how I get those two confused. Yeah, yeah. They're synonyms. They're literally synonyms. I also, like, hated Battlestar Galactica. (laughs) She is just throwing down the gauntlet. (laughs) Because of Mark Shepard. Because of. On record. Okay, let me me give this guy a shot here. Let's let's see. He's probably been in something that I know him in. He was in Doctor Who. Ooh. Okay. He was the, like, American agent guy okay. beginning of season six. Okay. American serviceman. Yeah. Oh, he was in Firefly as well. Yeah, I remember him from Firefly. <laughs> hmm. He's cool. <laughs> but I don't like Battlestar Galactica, so sorry. Oh, man. All right, well, it seems like the goat is not going to give us any famous last words. So that's it. Mm-hmm. Tied all of Mega mm-hmm. Man up into a tidy little bow. Bowman. Yep. H. John yep. Bowman. <laughs> if you would like to attach a tiny little bow to Fanthropological, you can do that uh, on iTunes by giving us a rating or review or even uh, uh, hitting subscribe so that the episode arrives directly in your inbox every Friday. You can also see what we're up to, chat with us, interact with us, yell at us, however you want to interact on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. And on YouTube, at the Mixcast. On YouTube, I believe, TNZ have just started their dive into Sonic Mania. Yeah. 
Plus, I mean, maybe we should do one for 20 XTX or <laughs> like Mighty Number no. 9. Hey, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's, that's a great idea. Let's all go to the Queens. You know what else is a great idea? Becoming a patron of the next cast. What is a patron? Well, if you look up patron in the dictionary, you'll find patreon.com. No, uh, a patron is somebody who supports different artists. Um, and you can get a patron of the next cast by going to patreon.com slash the next cast. What does that mean? Well, uh, you can help out however much you would like, but what would happen is you would pledge a monthly amount, even as little as a dollar a month is hugely helpful, and that would go towards helping the podcast stay ad-free. It would go towards supporting the hosting costs for the podcast, help us to make more YouTube videos, go out to more conventions. As I mentioned, I'm going to be at Super Magfest, and... Uh, Probably interviewing some cool people. Participating in Mega Manathon. Yeah. Is that an option? (laughs) I'm going to find out. Yeah. And we listed our goals and everything there. And you can be a part of that. Uh, By becoming a patron, you are on the inside track, so you know exactly what we're up to. We try to be really open about the things that are going on behind the scenes. And if anything cool happens behind the scenes, you get to know about it. So check that out. Patreon.com slash the next cast. And... If you are currently watching this, fantastic. If you're just listening to it, also fantastic. But you could also be watching this as we're recording. That's right. We live stream the recording of this podcast every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And that can be found over on twitch.tv slash the next cast. So if you're just listening in your speakers, your, your car stereo, your... <laughs> your home surround system if a beautiful person has been whispering this episode into your ear great especially that last one congratulations but you would also be watching you'd be watching and seeing our beautiful faces and hearing our beautiful voices coming from your computer screen or tablet or mobile phone or whatever viewing device of your choice if you check out twitch.tv slash the next cast every monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I mean, I, d- I don't know if we're going to be able to keep up the the streaming part because this season we do plan on getting a lot of fun guests who know more about the fandoms than mm-hmm. we do. Uh, but one of the challenges is meeting their schedules. And also it's hard enough to get the bandwidth to work with three people on different computers. Yep. Yeah. But we're going to try. We'll see how it turns out. Uh, we will let you know on Facebook or Twitter if that changes and we're not staring at our regularly scheduled time. You'll have plenty of notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there will be notice. Yep. You'll have enough notice to call that beautiful person up to whisper the episode into your ear the uh, following Friday. It's so much effort. <laughs> Some people like a, a luxury podcast experience. Yeah, really. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hello, everyone, and welcome mm-hmm. to the next cast. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you actually imagine? <laughs> Well, I'm going to go imagine that. So thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah, thank you for joining us, Goat. Yeah, thanks. We will uh, get actually next week when we talk about fans of They Might Be Giants. Goodbye. Bye.